Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, you sound a lot better. Don't I? You know what? Today's actually the first day I've sounded significantly better because I had the whole sinusy thing for ages up until yesterday. And I sounded like this when I was reading the news. Oh, Um, so yeah, no, finally sounding still, still a little bit of hanging around, but I sound so much better than I did. So much better. It's like you're. It's like you never had it in the first place. That's only yes. been a week since and we last spoke. If you did miss last week's episode, I had COVID. So big C, the big COVID nineteen. I was the about first time. Just under a week in, so I went back to work on Monday, which was all fine. Now the big question is, <laughs> because last time we spoke, you couldn't. Smell, you couldn't taste. Mm-mm, I could not. It's been a week. It has. We need an update. A smell slash taste update. A, a sm update. Oh, I thought the music was going to go into Yeah, like it's a-, a very long bed. Okay, should I wait for a break or should I just tell you to stop the music when I'm ready to say it? Ask the question and then stop okay. the music and then I'll tell you. All right, here we go. It's very epic. Can you so, smell? Okay. Oh, fuck. We fucked it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> you said ask the question. Okay, do it again. Sorry, I thought you were going to oh, ask the God. question while the music was going and then stop it, but then when you stopped oh. it, I thought you just wanted an answer. All right, just quickly do it again. Okay. <clears throat> it's very epic. Very loud. Can you smell or taste? Sort of. What do you mean, sort of? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I'm back to 100%. I'm probably at about between 70 and 80% back to what I was before I lost it. What have you tried to test your taste? Well, on what day was it? Did I say I was getting Thai when we were talking last week? I feel like maybe we got takeaway on Friday. Yeah. I feel like it was Friday. So I wanted to get Thai because I thought Thai's like got all the flavours. It's salty, it's a little bit sweet, it's spicy, it's sour. And I thought it's like the most flavoursome sort of food, so I'm going to try Thai. It was great. I could like quite taste flavours more than I had. So then I made a big batch of chilli on Saturday. I was like, yes, like I can kind of taste again. I'll do some chilli. That'll be, that's super flavoursome. I could barely taste it, like barely taste it at all. And Mm. I was so disappointed. Um, So I found the Thai was really good. And because Shane doesn't eat it, I get a curry and a noodle dish. And then it fed me for four more meals. So I was just eating lots of Thai because I was like, yeah, I can taste Thai. Um, So what else did I have this week? Oh, I did the big test 
the big test was with my Guzmani Gomez burrito. <gasps> yes. Hashtag. When was this? When was this? I think it was on Wednesday. I think I got okay, one. So that's a brekkie two one. days ago. Yeah, I got a brekkie one, and I could taste quite a bit of it. It was good, and they'd put a lot of the sauce on it, so I could like it was spicy, which was great. Um, and then last night we did burgers and I could taste that a bit more again. And then today I had porridge for breakfast, like the most oh, gross, <laughs> boring food, but I could taste it. I could taste the porridge and then I just had some tuna pasta before we jumped on. So everything's kind of, I can taste everything again. Okay. Also, this is kind of gross, but I really hate, obviously no one loves it, picking up their dog shits when you go for a walk, right? Yeah. And yep. I always hold my breath when I do it because you know, it's you're literally picking up poo, um, and then you have to tie the bag up. So then picking you kind of have to poo. bring it back up towards your face. What um, do you mean? You have to. What do you, well, you pick it up, yeah, right? Yeah, and then it, yeah. you know. But I'm not like I. I don't like hold it down low when I'm tying up the bag. Well, that's, that to, seems like a, an easy fix to your problem. It's hard though it, because it's, it doesn't have two things. It's got one, so I have to like twist it and then tie it. It's not as simple as just going like that. You just want a little sniff. That's why you're bringing it up so high. You're like, oh, yeah. Yuck. Usually I hold my nose and then I noticed during coat, like when I had what? the no taste or that's why what? you can't. That's why you can't tie it that well because you got one hand on your nose. No, you just block your nose. You know how to block your nose without actually pinching your nose, right? You yeah, know yeah, that's yeah, possible. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Um, but I wasn't bothering when I was in the midst of COVID because I couldn't fucking smell it anyway. I, don't get me wrong, I wasn't breathing it in, but I wasn't trying that hard to not breathe it in. So and can then, you smell shit now? I can. I can. I started smelling oh, well, the dog's that farts again. Oh, yeah. sexy. Um, so there was, look, looking back now, there was some elements of benefit from not having my sense of smell. Um, but I, let me tell you, I would much rather have it. I bought some two really nice bottles of wine today when I got home from work, which I'm mm-hmm. very excited to crack and actually taste. Cause I also, on Friday, I was like, oh, I'm going to have it. I'm going to have a drink. I'll have, I'll see how it goes. And it, because wine has such a strong flavor, but to me it tasted sour. Like it tasted like wine gone bad. Yeah. Um, so I didn't bother cause I was like, I just, there's no point in me drinking something that tastes bad. Like it's just stupid. Um, so tonight I've got my, my wine prepped. I've got, we've got leftover chili. So I'm going to have chili Ooh, again. Give it a shot. And, uh, fingers crossed it's all back. But yeah, enough about me and COVID. That's, that's over. That chapter's done. Who cares it's now? done. It's How are you? Done. What's been, what's been going on in your world? Um, well, you know, nothing. I made a sponge cake on the weekend. Oh, did you have jam in it? Are oh, you a jam, jam guy? Cream. I love jam. Okay, good. Raspberry jam, not a strawberry jam. Raspberry's really? Better. Yeah, raspberry's definitely some I superior jam. That's controversial. I feel like we Is should, it? I feel like that's controversial for you particularly. I feel like most no. normal people would be like, oh, yeah, raspberry, strawberry, whatever, they're both good. I'm, I'm personally actually a strawberry gal. I way prefer uh, strawberry jam. I reckon raspberry's the superior jam. Do you get the what sort of what brand of jam do you get? There's a French one. The bon maman. The bon maman. <laughs> no, actually, it's the other one. It's got a blue flowery kind of label and it's in like a long jar. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know that one. No, I don't know I what the name is, but uh, it's good. I mean, if they want to sponsor us, I'll, I'll <laughs> lie about it. But um, <laughs> the bon maman, that's definitely the superior and the raspberry superior jam. Okay, all right, I'll give that a go. I did have actually, I wanted to have it. Oh, sorry to bring it up again. During COVID when I couldn't taste anything because I thought super sweet jam and I yeah, had yeah, a little yeah. jar from, God, how long ago? Oh, my God. Wait, hang on. 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. Ew, I went to Europe four years ago. That is so horrific. <laughs> anyway, I'd saved a little strawberry. <laughs> Talk about it enough. <laughs> when was the last time I talked about it? Probably like five minutes ago. Well, we're actually talking about going back, so yes, it is in my head at the moment. But I had I saved a little um, uh, jam jar from one of the hotels, uh, and it was a bon maman one. And I a bon wanted, maman. but it was like it went off in twenty twenty, and I was just like, <laughs> and it, because I couldn't smell it to be like, does it smell bad? I was like, and Shane doesn't eat jam, so he was just like, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna throw it out. <laughs> so it's that in my eat cupboard. Jam. Like I think he he likes jam donuts and stuff, but I don't think he's not. I don't know. He just wasn't being very helpful in that moment. He he was like, I don't know if it smells bad. 
<laughs> we got a um, tomato jam, actually. Oh, yes. Um, oh, fuck, I love a chutney or a relish yeah, or see, like a chilli jam. I was, ex- I was expecting a, a chutney texture because I was like, you can't no. really get chutney here. No, no. So, and I was like, we were making burgers and I was like, it needs like a, a chutney, like a tomato chutney on there just to, you know, a elevate chutney. that flavour. A <laughs> chutney. <laughs> and so I found this jar of tomato jam and I thought this is going to be great. And then I opened it up and I tell you what, it tasted good on the burger but it was it was a jam. It was, it was a jam. It was yeah, well, jam. It's called jam. Texture. It's called jam. Yeah, well, jam. I was expecting a chutney. You're a fool. It was like a jelly and I was like, yeah. um, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to like spread it onto the bun. You yeah, can't yeah. like dollop it on the top. I have a yeah, really it nice. it tasted good in the burger but I really wanted that chutney. Yeah, you wanted the saucy. Actually, I had yeah, a burger last can't night. Can't get a chutney here. And yeah. it had a spicy tomato chutney on it and it was Ooh, yeah. fucking delicious. And again, because it was spicy, I could almost get full flavour of it. It was really nice. <sighs> almost full flavour. Almost well, full flavour. So what's the big, 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 big dish for when you uh, finally get your full 100% back? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like still, you know, I haven't, you know, it's the fact that it comes back gradually is kind of weird because you start, you're trying foods being like, can I taste this? Can I taste this? So I'm like, I'm eating, I'm still eating half decent food. I didn't turn to mush. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, oh, I'll just eat puree. You should try a butter chicken. Yeah. Oh, actually, I do have a nice um butter chicken mix. One that I got from the Easter show, actually, from the Woolies oh, Food Dome. Show. Some of us are fancy. That's really good, actually. I have a really nice chilli jam in my fridge as well, actually, also from the Easter show, but it's fermented chilli, so it's got, like, this real interesting flavour to it. It's delicious. Also good on a burger, that one. Okay. Can recommend. Fair enough. Well, uh, we don't um, have Franco with us again this week because Well, 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 okay. Franco said... Mm. Initially, we were supposed to be recording half an hour later than than we came on. Yeah, and well, he didn't re- respond in the first place. But then <laughs> you said, "Can we do half an hour earlier?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then Frank was like, "Guys, I can't do that. I'm too Bless busy." But I'll try and jump on at the at the normal time. So he may make an appearance. Wow! Hook the people special through. guest <gasps> appearance. Hook you through. Do you know who's yes. in Australia at the moment? Who? Louis fucking Tomlinson. No. <laughs> No fucking way. So if you don't understand that reference, we did this whole thing. Go back and I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but basically Frank. We did a whole, you can search through us. It's called Louis, searching for Louis. I think we did it, yeah, looking for Louis. We did one one fucking thing on it and then gave up because we didn't get any leads. But Dean. um, Dean, yeah, bloody Dean. Franco pissed off Louis Tomlinson and his fans. Um, it's a great, great little ditty. We should, we should, if you can, can you try and put it in the in the episode notes when you publish this, yeah, so okay. people can go back and listen to that episode. How long is he in Australia for? No idea. I realised I don't know any of his songs. I reckon I could name a song from all of the other ones, except for Liam Payne, because I don't know what he does. Oh, yeah, Liam Payne only has one song. He's got that. Oh, yeah, I used to be Wandy. Now I'm free. Yeah, apparently, apparently Liam Payne is a meme. Oh, on TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's okay. so lame. It's a really good. He's you, lame pain. Can you go, can, yeah, good one. Can you go watch that because it's really funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strip that down, girl. <laughs> go on, go on, strip. He just does this really lame dance move and so everyone's just doing it now. It's fucking great. Lame pain. Well, that's on Louis, what does Louis sing even? That's what I mean. I don't know. I don't know because my Let's friend. Let's have a look. Oh, okay. I don't know. Any of these songs, artists? Yeah, nah. Bang, and you're you're the guy. You. You're the guy for pop music, and if you don't know it, we're all screwed. I've never. Heard, I don't know if I know any of these songs. Mm. Director's cut of a music video. Jesus, who cares? <laughs> I reckon Liam Payne's the worst one D member. Yeah, then Louis. Then Louis. Then Niall. Oh no, actually, I think no, Zayn's the worst. Shit. Oh no, Zane, I, they're all. The only good one is Harry, to be honest. No, I actually, I only have actually didn't one... Niall have that slow hands song or oh, tall hands or one hands, hand, or... which is I was just about to. I thought that was Zayn. No, Zayn does. I don't want to live forever. With um, I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I well then then Niall. Yeah, okay. Because I actually this is the only One Direction affiliated song I have in my Spotify, and mm. it's slow hands. Yeah, Niall Horan. Oh, Niall I feel Horan. like he's not hot enough to sing that song. <laughs> Don't you think? What does he look like these days? Let me have a look. He's just I feel like plain see, Louis, I'm looking fellow. at Louis and I don't. I wouldn't say that he's like the hottest guy in the world. None of them are. 
Harry's hot now because he's got so much fucking pizzazz and he's just the coolest dude ever. And if I met oh, him, I, like I'm not, I just find Harry so cool. Like I'd be so intimidated if I met him because he's just such a cool dude. No, yeah, I get what you mean about Niall. That's um, he just looks like I, a private British schoolboy. Yeah, and he sings a slow hands is a fucking like it's pretty sexy that song. You know, he he kind of reminds me of um, you know that guy who hosts like um Britain's Got Talent. Kind of reminds me of that guy Ant. Is that his name? No, Ant, Ant and Deck. Don't they come together? Yeah. As in like it's a package I don't know. Deal. I don't know if they do. You have to ask them. <laughs> You're a fuckwit. All right. <laughs> Should we get into it for this week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this question that I have here comes from Ronnie who sent it via email. If you have a question, dear listener, that you would like us to nice answer. segue. Seggy, seg, seg. You can send it on through to canwehelpyoupodcast at gmail.com. We also have a website, canwehelpyoupodcast.com, and there's a neat little submission form, so you'd be super-duper anonymous because we wouldn't have any information on you. Um, and also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you can shoot us a message there. We'll probably see it and get to it at some point. So, yeah, send can them I on ask through. a question? Of course. Um, because you work, work in radio, I worked in radio, mm. and we often use the term segue a lot mm. uh, because that's, it just happens what we do or what we do in radio is segue into things between yes. songs, yep. between segments. Yep. Um, are you, were you as shocked as I was to find that segue is spelt S-E-G-U-E? No, because I'm smart. Because <laughs> I thought it was spelt like the, no, the thing you that you ride on. No, you didn't. I did. Seg you. It's like you. a segue. I thought it was like a segue, like the <laughs> thing that you ride on. No, they named that after the word and they went, let's spell it W-A-Y. Uh, segue. I've always known. When did you learn that? I mean, a while ago, but uh, for, for a good portion of my time as a person, I thought it was a segue. W-A-Y. Segue. If you were like eight and thought that, I'd forgive you. But I feel like once you're over no, 18, no, like no, you no, should no, know. No. Oh, yeah, I was definitely over 18. That's disappointing yeah. to find out. Okay. So you weren't shocked like I was? <clears throat> no. I just feel like it's one of those things I always knew. Do you know what okay. I did learn, though, spelling-wise? You know the term shore up? Like Britain's moved to shore up its supplies of petrol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was S-U-R-E because it's no. like shore up, like guarantee, like make sure that everything's yeah, no. there. It's S-H-O-R-E and it's from a yeah. Dutch word or something? Because I Googled it the other day because I was writing a script and I was using it. Anyway. I just assumed the etymology was like the beach, the shore, shore up. But w- up that doesn't shore. make sense. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, like sense. go up the shore. If you had, if you had like up, an incline. You- look, okay, if you had an incline, right, <laughs> oh, a beach that was on an incline and the shore, the the, the, the tide would go up, up the shore. But shore, shore up. up doesn't mean like up. Like that's not what it means. Go up the shore. I think that's terrible um, uh, thinking. This is why we're not English teachers. I reckon I could be, though. I'm very good at writing. I could see you as an English teacher. And spelling. No, I believe in karma. <clears throat> All right. Actually, I did like most of my English what? teachers. Shout out, Miss Corey. I believe in karma. I was a horrible, I was a terrible teenager and I was like, oh, right. I wasn't a bad student. I was just bad with teachers who were assholes. And Student, I, just, I mean, kids are bad with teachers generally. I remember. No, like, I was, I was, I was not good. You know, I got suspended like nine times yeah, in high school. Yeah, I no. Know. I wasn't that bad, but I wasn't good. It's funny, right, because like I could be a teacher now, you could be a teacher now, and I think like when I was a kid, being taught by people who are the same age as me, they seemed a so much, so much older. Yes, and b just like completely different, like not even people. Yeah, like it's like your parents, right? Like before yeah, you, like once you're young, younger, yeah, they're just like, oh, it's mum and dad. Oh, it's Mister Bob. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're just yeah. not people outside. And then you'd find out they got married, and you'd be like, oh, yeah. so old, it's so yeah. weird. If kids, if I was a teacher and kids treated me the way that. Some of the people in my school oh my treated God. our teachers. I would just like, yeah. I would not stand for that shit. Even good, to, yeah, you say that, but there's only so much you can do. They're all just I know, evil. I know. Okay, back to Ronnie. Ask your question. Thank Hello, you, Ronnie. Ronnie. Thank you for writing in. I'm in the Thank- early. St- what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I said, <laughs> Thank you for writing in. <laughs> I just said, Thank, and I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for writing us a question, Ronnie. Okay. I'm in the early stages of planning my wedding. Congratulations. Oh, congrats. 
Yes. One of the people I'd like to ask to be my bridesmaid is currently pregnant for the first time. Her child will be just over a year old by the time my wedding comes around. But I know she'll be under a lot of pressure, especially with this new stage of her life. Should I still ask her if she would like to be involved or should I step back and keep the pressure off her? Can you help me love Ronnie? (sighs) I think that um, I think like one, like your kid's one. They've been around for a year. You know what I mean? If the baby was going to be under six months old, I wouldn't even – I, I might say something like, I, you know, I don't know, do you say something? Do you say I was going to ask you? That feel that doesn't feel right either, does it? I Surely I, I feel like you've got to ask and give the option. Like, hey, listen, I, I really want to, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I understand that this is happening for you. Hmm. So, you know, <laughs> if you can't do it, then I totally get it. I get yeah. it. I get it, man. But I, I would like you to be a part of it, but, mm. uh, you know. If you can't, then I'll, I'll bloody get it. I understand. Yeah. yeah, I just sometimes I feel like that makes it almost more awkward. Like I feel like you ask or you don't. I don't know. I guess you can say to them, I understand. Like I would because love any you sort to of be. Like, <laughs> it's almost like it because if someone asked me that, I'd be like, oh, so you, you don't want me? <laughs> That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That was like when we were planning. I remember when I was planning my wedding um, and we when we worked together and people would be like, oh, don't feel yep. pressure to invite me. I'm like. So do you do you not want to come? Like, is that the deal? Like, should I not invite you? I think I think here's the thing with weddings is they're always awkward because you have to selectively choose, and and Franco has selectively chosen from the people mm. that we work worked with together, um, who you want to be there. Correct. <laughs> Well done. Good, good English. Sometimes, like I know, ultimately COVID hit. Um, there was a few people who were planning weddings in in, in the um, group that we were that we were with, and COVID hit, and so they all had to be you know mm. postponed, and then no one was around anymore, and whatever. But um, and no one could no one could get together. So, but I know that initially in the initial stages, there's like you know because you work with a lot of people, and you might mm. have a few friends at work that you're like, oh, I'd like you to come to my wedding, but you don't want you don't have to invite everyone at work. Right? No, no. But it gets awkward because you're like, oh, but. I think, see if it was me, and if you were not inviting me to your wedding, I'm mm. still like friends with you. I still would like to celebrate that with you, but you know, I get it if you don't want to. I get it if you don't want to. Of course, me, you get it because you didn't invite. You know, it's funny actually. Literally today, when I was walking the dog, I was listening to the Jason PJ episode where you came back married. <laughs> so it's funny that we're talking about this now because, yeah, you, for those who don't know, Jack's. First off, got engaged without telling anyone, which is different to me because I'm like, but it was funny because one of the producers, producer Alex, was also preparing to propose to his girlfriend at the same time. Now, Alex was very vocal about it to everyone. Very, very vocal. He was like asking a lot of the girls for advice and because I'd just gone through the process of designing my ring, I was talking him through that and it was all very exciting. We knew exactly the weekend he was going to do it. He walked out the door that day. We're like, good luck. Oh, you got this. So excited for you. And you just turned up engaged and we we're all just like, oh, well, fuck me. Congratulations. How exciting for you. But you then just showed up married one day and yeah. that to me was just fucking bizarre. I was just like, how could you not tell anyone that you were going None of us would have been upset at not being invited. No one. I don't know anyone. Jace kept making a joke of it and that's why I know because I just listened to the episode Jace was going, you know, where am I sitting in your wedding? What job am I going to do? But Jace would never be disgruntled that he wasn't invited to your wedding. I think the only people you have to worry about with that are like best friends or family. Family is the one you've got to watch. Yeah, see, here's the thing. We had to get married rather quickly because of this whole visa process and I didn't want... I didn't want to tell everyone at work because I didn't want it to be a thing and I didn't want the whole visa thing to be a thing. And I tried – we wanted to just have our, you know, closest family and our, you know, best friends there. I, Which we totally sort of, support. I think that's great. Yeah, I know. But, and I <laughs> look, if we had a bigger wedding, we would have wanted all everybody there. But ultimately the <laughs> – the reason we didn't really want to tell anyone is because we had to do it so quickly and then everyone that you tell, it becomes a whole thing of like – why do you have to get married so quickly? And it's like, oh, well, you know, I've got this other thing that I also but haven't told you about. if you're good enough friends, if you're good enough friends, it just doesn't matter. You just you just say, because we want to, and then you move on. 
No, that you have that is absolutely not what would have happened. I would have said that. I would have been I very supportive of you guys having a quiet wedding. That's totally fine. Anyway, we digress. When it comes to asking, yeah, bridesmaids and and stuff like that, I I feel like in this case, Ronnie, because I just I to me having a one year old like I feel like you you're past the real tricky stage of parenthood where you've got to be yeah. constantly on hand, you know, you're learning everything. It's scary. I'm not saying it stops being scary being a parent, but I just feel like those first six months are particularly critical. I feel like you should definitely ask this friend. I think one, having a one-year-old kid, like, you know, that's pretty, you know, you're getting on with life. Does that make sense? Yeah, and once 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 they're one, like you can just drop them with the parents for the night. Yeah, bloody oath, bloody oath. Um, but I I think it would be I think it's good that you're going into it with the mindset that maybe she's not going to be able to just you know organize everything at the drop of a hat for you or go off on a weekend long trip somewhere. Do you prepare options? So I mean, I know you were preparing a larger wedding. And you actually invited, sent out invites and everything. Yeah. Um, I got in early too because I was very yeah, organised. And I yeah, was like, I want to be organised and have this done so that I can yeah. just relax and We're enjoy. All preparing a big trip up to the Central Coast. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but so obviously ours was quick and we didn't really have like, we didn't really do bridesmaids or anything. No. So um, do you prepare options so that in case someone says no, you have backups or do you just assume that everyone's going to say yes? Well, to be honest, I struggled to fill my bridesmaid spots. Um, I have a best friend that have yep. that I've known since high school, um, yep. and although since we've fallen out, um, but at the time, like she was like my ride or die, and I knew she would, and I knew there wouldn't be an issue. And then I have a cousin who I really wanted to ask as well. But for me, like some people ask like their sisters-in-law and they ask like people they're not that close to and I don't, that's just not my vibe. I only wanted people I knew really, really well with me, like getting ready and stuff like that. I didn't want to have to deal with all the other stuff. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? You a wedding and there's like about 15 oh in the bridal party and you're like, oh, my God, what, is this ever going to end? I've you got know? a couple of friends who have had like 10 bridesmaids and grooms and I'm like, how do you yeah, what? know I all mean, these people? I don't have... I don't think I have ten friends, let alone ten <laughs> right? close friends, to like be my bride, my bridesmaids. And, and don't Crazy. you have to pay for all the outfits, all the suits, and the dresses? Well, and the- I think modern day. I think there are some people who are still super traditional with all that stuff, but I think it's definitely shifting. Where you know the financial burden of your wedding shouldn't be. Um, uh, not sh- sorry, not shouldn't be, but like you know, for me with my bridesmaids, I said. Um, I'm happy if you guys want to get a matching dress, matching dresses or whatever, but if there's, if we can pick a color and you guys go out and get something that you both really like, but that's different, that's totally cool for me as well. Cause my thing was, I said to them, I'd like, if you can pay for your dresses, like I'll pay for flowers and hair and makeup and all of that. But if you could just get your dress and your shoes, then that would just be a huge weight off my shoulder sort of thing. I think, you know, and again, that's why I didn't want people that I didn't know that well because I didn't feel awkward asking my bridesmaids that because I knew them so well. Whereas if you have people that you're kind of about, then it becomes political if it's involving family or your partner's family. Uh, And that's how you end up with (sighs) a 15-person bridal party because you're like, oh, well, if I ask that person, I've got to ask that person. And and then what's her face has got daughter has to be the flower girl. But if I ask her to be the flower girl, I have to ask, you know, Old Auntie Jill's fucking niece. Boss. Auntie Jill's niece. That would be you. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> no, Auntie Jill's you. niece. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, Ronnie, I would I would say to your friend, um, I'd love for you to be involved, da-da-da, and then get an answer. You don't have to be like, but, you know, just say, um, you know, I understand you've going to have a little one at the time and, like, totally understand if you can't make some of the events or whatever. And just leave it up to her. Like, I don't think you need to not ask her. I think that would be silly not asking her at all. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, and just, you know, give her a bit of a caveat. Just don't be like, oh, but if it's too much, don't just be like, but I totally understand you won't be able to make some of the events if, you know, Bubs is sick or whatever, you know. She'll be Did fine. you have a uh, hen's night in the end? Because I know it was middle of COVID. No. Nah. Oh, now that I didn't sucks. really do, we didn't really do any of the traditional stuff. The one thing I did, and I'm actually, I'm, it's actually, I, I, I'm denied about doing it this way, um, but I did it this way because I was living in Melbourne at the time, so I couldn't do a lot of the lead-up stuff with family and friends. I, When I went dress shopping in Sydney, 
I invited um, my aunties and um, my cousins and um, my best friend and my mom, mother-in-law and my sister-in-law. So yep. it was a big group and it was a big day, but I was really glad to actually now in hindsight have done that with them because they didn't, none of them got to come to the wedding except for my mother-in-law. So um, I did do that, which was nice, and we went out and we had champagne afterwards and, you know, we did a high tea and blah, blah, blah. So I guess that was. Do you was- have a stripper? No. <sighs> no one's ever gotten me a stripper. Do you want me to get you one now? Yeah, Just, call one. Surely, I'm sure there's a dialer stripper fucking. Yeah, surely there's like service. an Uber Eats for strippers or something. Surely, go on. Be eating something if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, look, you can you can order pretty much everything these days. Why not a stripper to your door Why at not, short I notice? Say. That's the at thing. Short at short notice, yeah. that, I reckon some nights I've had. I reckon that <laughs> if we knew that there was a dialer stripper option, yeah, we probably would have caught. How fun! Can you yeah. imagine? Imagine just hanging out, like, all a bit buzzed and then, and then let's get a stripper in. Yeah. Did somebody did, order did, did, a pizza? Somebody <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the police. Keep it down in here. I'm going to have to take you downtown. <laughs> nah, that's oh, too slow for a stripper. The vibe. That doesn't work. Oh, damn it. Doesn't work. But, yeah, Ronnie, um, all the best. I'm sure your friend would love to be involved in your day. And order a stripper. Now, I have a question here also from Ronnie. Probably a different Ronnie. Hopefully a different Ronnie. If not... Who cares? If, if you're one the same person, Ronnie, then yeah. congratulations. Yeah, Maybe great. it's just like the same person asking us every question. Our one listener. Thank you to our one listener. <laughs> okay. Ronnie writes, hey, guys. Hey, guys. I need your help with a work problem. Oh. I've been working in television in the UK for seven years. Ooh. With Anton cool. Deck, maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Do you know Anton Deck, Ronnie? Let us know. <laughs> let us know. Hit us up. Uh, I'm starting to think it might be the wrong career for me. The hours are long and the stress is sky high. Mm. I thought TV would feed my creative side, of, but I've actually completely lost it and I no longer have any time for hobbies. Uh, the only reason I haven't left yet is the pay. It's really expensive living here. I mean, the UK is an expensive place to mm-hmm. live. Hope you guys are all going um, okay with the heat wave too, by the way. Oh, my God, right? I think it's over Everything's now. on fire. The whole country's on fire. <sighs> the tra- trains are on fire. The Tarmacs. The tarmacs, the people. Yep. Oh, I hope oh, God, what a disaster. And they don't have air con there. I know. They don't have air con. Or pools, apparently. I was talking to someone today. Yeah, why do they all fucking swim in the fountains? That's the thing that confuses me. I'm like, what are you doing? Go to a pool. Why are you in a fountain, you hobos? Good Lord. Build some fucking pools. You can heat a pool, you know, for those cold days. Um, All right. Um, uh, Ronnie says, I I also don't know what I would sidestep to next. Uh, Not sure if you've had something similar, some kind of similar experience working in radio, but I would love some advice if you can give any. Thanks. Love from Ronnie. Ah, that's an interesting one. Well, Jax, I feel like you might be well positioned to answer this because... Because I left radio. Well, you were pretty dumb with it from memory. Like, you know, obviously we love the medium and stuff. There's a reason people get into it. I'm sure, Ronnie, it's the same for you. There's a reason you got into TV like you said, your creative side, but you know, shit happens, and and sometimes industries just aren't what they're cracked up to be. Unless you're at the yeah. top tier, where you don't have to stress about, you know, pleasing a boss to the same extent or high yeah, workloads with very honestly, little reward. I think it really depends because and it depends what kind of person you are, obviously. But um, I think TV, radio, the entertainment industry, yes, it can be fun, and there's a lot of fun to be had, but it's also a job. Like any other job and you go That's to work right. every day and, yeah. you know, even though you have fun at work, it can still be a hard task master. And I think even at the very top, unless you're a talent, like unless you're an actor or a, you know, a, I don't know, a, a commentator or a, um, you know, a host or whatever, you know, that, they're the pretty the pretty good gigs because you get paid really well and you don't have to do a lot of work You've really. got producers doing everything You've got producers for you. and stuff Oh, my God, like I could I mean, never – I could never be a producer, like having worked in radio. And some people love it. Like I'm not saying no one should be a producer, but for me personally, because, you know, you don't get any of the recognition because you're behind the scenes, Um, but you do like 80% of the work. Producers are the unsung heroes of the entertainment industry. 
shout out to all the producers out there. Um, we in, love you. In all facets of the entertainment industry. Um, but, um, look, there's a lot of pressure on hosts as well. They have to perform. Totally. Um, day in and day out. And They and can talent. suddenly lose their jobs because exactly. people, management goes, you know what, nah, fuck off, we don't want you here. So, yeah, it's not, it's not like an easy, like, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to diminish like how yeah, hard yeah, it could be to be a host, but they're the jobs that you want in the entertainment industry. Even, but that being said, even you think of like CEOs of media companies, for example, they still have shareholders to answer to. They have business decisions to make. It's not like it's the media industry is fun, but it's not like 100 percent fun and games all day every day, right? No, no matter no. what level you're at. Um, I'd be interested to know where, what part of television you're working in in the UK. Um, well, they seem to say they got paid fairly decently. So my yeah. theory is that they probably aren't. I mean, look, again, it's different. We, we worked in radio. I don't know what a TV producing salary would be, but I know that in radio it's usually pretty average considering how much work they do. I think, again, it depends if you're like a staff <laughs> producer are you working on like, you know, Good Morning Britain or are you working on, you know, Sherlock? Are you freelancing between stuff? You know, that's the other thing is the freelance life can get quite mm. hard um, because you never know where your next paycheck is going to come from. Um, so I empathise with your position, Ronnie. Um I mean, I think you've got to assess what, why you got into TV in the first place mm. and assess what you want to do or what you want out of life because... Also, also, just piggybacking quickly, where your yeah. skills are. Yeah, your, where your skills are. I feel like your, the, the reason, you know, your passion, what initially drive, drove you to that industry and also where, you, where your best work comes from. Do you know what I mean? Like they're important because, yeah, if you want to sidestep, you're going to need to use the skills that you have because you don't want to probably don't want to go back to uni and study biomedical engineering, you know. But so and and the hours are very long. I will agree with Ronnie there. The hours can be very long in um, media, and you don't necessarily always get paid for the extra work that you put in. Mm. Um, And it can it can lead to quite the burnout Mm. depending on what you're doing. And I think that's what happened to me is that I just, you know, when you're working breakfast especially, it's like you're up at, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning, you're out the door, you're in there and you've got to be on the whole time and then Mm. you're working and then you're working late and then you come home and then, I mean, you would know, like you you, you are tired when you get home and then you got to go to bed early and it's just. It does affect your whole life and I'm sure it's similar for lots of different roles, not just breakfast roles. It'd be the same if you're working but like later, you know, you get home at nine o'clock yeah. at night, you know, who's up at nine o'clock on a Tuesday who wants to hang out? Not many people. Yeah. And the pressure is high and you just, I think sometimes it's easy to get just burnt out. And that's, I mean, obviously I had an opportunity to come to the US, but um, I think I, I got to a point where I was just burnt out anyway. And I was mm. like, I, I can't, and I would, you know, consider going back, but yeah, only, on terms that I was happy with, if that makes sense. You've learned, yeah, and I think that's the thing as well. When you first get in, you're so eager to climb the career ladder. You want to do any extra work that you're asked to because you want to be seen to be keen and to be a good workman. Oh, Franco's here. Hello. Hello, Franco. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the podcast, Franco. Good to be here. How long have we been going? Uh, 37 minutes, so oh, we're just okay. wrapping up. All right, see ya. See ya, bye. It's been great. <laughs> bye, later. everyone. No, no we, we are we... answering a Ronnie's question. We're on a, to our second question, and uh, Ronnie's asked, they work in the TV industry in London or in England. Mm. I don't know if they said London, and they're Very kind nice. of over it. So we're actually talking about our own experiences with radio, which actually, Franco, you might be able to um, share Because you your were the experience. first domino. You were the you first were. domino. Fucking Franco. was. And you kind of, I mean, you're still doing similar work, but you've completely left the radio industry to, well, no, you still freelance, but what I mean more is you've left like a full-time job to go into freelancing. Yeah, um, yeah. so I, I pretty much do the same work for way more money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the freelance So, Ronnie, maybe, maybe that's the answer, Ronnie. Can you maybe freelance? Maybe that's the answer, freelance. I think, but- Ronnie's, sorry, I think Ronnie's seven years <laughs> in. Um, and they're getting kind of burnt out, I think, with the with the, the long hours and, the you know, they, they're getting paid pretty decently. I'm sure it's the same all across the world, radio and TV. There's just no such thing as an eight-hour day. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's it's high pressure all the time. It's high stakes all the time. And you get to I think you get to a point where you're like, uh, well, I mean, we're not doctors, right? We're not saving yes. lives. I get it. If you're yes. a doctor, every day you're like, there's lives on the line. But like, we're making yeah, we're making entertainment you know, content, products. entertainment. Like, yep. I feel like there's a kind of uh, I hesitate to use the word cult, but it's just. <laughs> Like yes. there's this idea when you're in like a radio or a TV building that the entire world is watching and yes. if you do one tiny little fuck up, everyone's going to see it. And then you leave radio and you tell people, oh, yeah, I worked for this radio show and they they don't even listen to the radio <laughs> at all. Yeah, they're like, okay, so I work currently for Triple M in Sydney, which is probably one of the heritage brands in Sydney. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows Triple M. Even if they don't listen to it, they know Triple M. That, that's my opinion anyway. I was talking to my hairdresser. That's the one. Um, and she's like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I work in radio. I'm a newsreader. And I just said I'm a newsreader. And she said, oh, for what station? I said, oh, Triple M. And she went, which one's that? And I went, shit, <laughs> really? But then I thought maybe she's yep. just not very smart. Like I feel like maybe she's just not that engaged with, you know, Australian media. I feel like, no, people people would know Triple M. I, I know the names that people know. They know the name Triple M. They know the name Carl and Jackie O. They, they know maybe Today FM or something like that. They wouldn't be able to tell you a single host or no, no. what kind of music they play no. or what station frequency they are. Yeah, and you're right. People, like, it is it is so culty because you're in there and you're like, oh, my God, you know, fucking we dropped point one in the ratings. It's a disaster. And it's just like, <laughs> really? My favourite phrase, and you kind of touched on it, Jax, whenever, like, I'm working because – I work with quite a few young people and sometimes they can get a bit, yep. oh, oh, my God, like, and I'm just like, guys, we're not performing open heart surgery. It's okay. Yeah, we're not saving lives. People like, will, a, like, make matter. a mistake, like a pronunciation mistake, whatever. And, look, I'm not saying, like, you have to have pride in what you do. And for me that's important Absolutely. too. I always like to check pronunciations, particularly I say a lot of footballers' names and tennis <laughs> players yep. and, oh, my God. And so, you know, we'll spend – 20 minutes before a bulletin trying to find the right pronunciation. It's important. But if I fuck it up for whatever reason, I'm just at the point now where I go, oh, well, moving on. Like, the, you know, there's the, there's no point getting so upset about it because yeah. I guarantee you at least 50% of listeners wouldn't have even known and that number probably goes right, right up to 75%, you know. The people who notice the most are the people who are your bosses. Yes. The people who do know, like I'm a – Big tennis fan, and I and I see these names mentioned on the news incorrectly all the time. Mm. You notice for about half a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then, you move, and then they oh, don't well. care. Although, no. you know what? Maybe my initial fear came from my grandparents because I used to spend quite a lot of time at my grandparents when I was younger, um, and they'd sit and watch the 6 p.m. news on whatever channel. Oh, yeah. Oh, bloody. And they'd know all the newsreaders' names and, and the reporters. Oh, yes, you know, Bethany, Bethany Van Eyes. Oh, what's she doing in that pink jacket? Does nothing for her. Oh, my God. Oh, she said Canberra. It's Canberra, not Canberra. And, oh, my God. So I think I developed a bit of a complex. Um, yeah, clearly. Early on. I think my advice to Ronnie would be, as I said before, get in touch with what it was that drew you to TV in the first place because, you know, for me – not only was I burnt out, but I also realised that I I didn't get into radio because I wanted to get into radio, if that makes sense. Like I I love radio, but I didn't get into it. Like I kind of fell into it. And so I was sort of like, is this what I want to spend the rest of my life doing? And I think I was kind of like, not really. You know, I, there's, there's more out there for me. There's other things that I want to do. There's other avenues I want to explore. So I was burnt out and I was like, this isn't really like, it's not like this is my dream mm. role, my dream career. You know, I've got to try and find something else. And the other thing I'll say is that leaving for a bit doesn't mean you're leaving forever. Like you might go away and then, you know, I find myself sometimes thinking, man, you know, we had some fun in radio or, you know, sometimes, you know, I've really enjoyed working in radio. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean you can't ever go back. It's not like, well, that's it for me. Um. See you later, TV. Uh, yeah. Especially for Ronnie, who's been in it for seven years, they would know yeah. people yeah. come and go and switch stations and come back to the same stations yeah. and do that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a fear, though, because you feel like you'll get left behind. 
But if you have the right skills and you've also made the right connections, there'll always be a place for you. You know what I mean? Like you can work yeah. your way back in. And if, if, if being creative is, is what you care the most about and you're not being creative in your current role, then maybe a, 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 just a step somewhere else that gives you time to be creative in your, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, can actually help because you have experience in TV, you then can can develop your creative creativity. You know, maybe that means that you have the contact, contacts so that, you know, you, you take a break and then you develop a TV show that you that you love or that you've been wanting to do for 10 years and then you you know the people who you can pitch it to, right? So yeah, there's, there's lots of different things. Or maybe you're just like, you know what? And I think this is another thing is, is sometimes we, we get, you know, and we've discussed this before, but sometimes we have hobbies or we have things that we like or things that we want to do and we're like, okay, that has to be a career for me. Mm. It doesn't necessarily have to be a career. You can do it as a hobby. Yeah. You can, sometimes you know, that's better as sometimes well. Sometimes you should, yeah. 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 It's so much better to have something that, you know, you don't have. And I think we're so, our generation particularly and, um, you know, they're obsessed with the side hustle where it's like everything yeah, a side has to hustle be. hustle can just be a side. It doesn't have to be a hustle. Hustle, I know. Sick of this girl boss shit. I'm sick of this hustling. I'm sick of this <laughs> grinding bullshit. Like, fuck, life's meant to be enjoyed. Like, we don't have to work so hard for everything. If you just enjoy drawing pictures, you don't have to turn it into a, oh, I'm going to make yeah. a business where I draw pictures. Yeah, you have to no, figure I'm going to make an X amount of money. Then, then, yeah. then you've got to be like, oh, shit, I've got to run a business. I've got to yeah. get an ABN or a business number, exactly. whatever it is in other countries. There's, yeah. there's plenty of people who work just whatever job it is and they go you know, on the weekend and they do a shift at the community radio station and they have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, exactly. And that's all you need. Or there's people who go and do community theatre a couple of nights a week and, you know, they're never going to be on Broadway but they have fun. You know, what would your side hustle be if you had to pick one? And obviously, I, and I'm not talking about something associated with your current job. Like, what yeah. could be your side hustle? I think I would bake. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, like start a little, start a little Jackson's yeah, cupcakes bakery. business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Franco, what would yours be? Mine would actually be kind of similar. I um, I really like cooking, and I want to get. Better yeah, at cooking, go. and I want to get to the point Ooh. where I can go and cook at people's houses for them. For like, <gasps> no. we did that, that once. Kind of Do you remember yeah. we did that once for one of our Christmas parties? Yes. And we had the chef come that to that was awesome. It was really yeah. good. The food wasn't, the food was good, but it wasn't. The food yeah. was good. The food was like, it was restaurant it was nice. quality. Yeah. Oh, a lot absolutely. of work, though. The whole food thing, especially as a side hustle, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's not, that's the only thing is like, I, I'd love to go and work at a restaurant, like in a kitchen now, but I know that's just a return to the 12-hour days. Yeah, I, I was like, man, I'd love to go to like pastry school, but like I can't justify spending that money on pastry school for something that I just want to do for fun. Why don't you just go yeah. do some co- cooking classes are such a thing now. Just go do like a weekend cooking class, a one-off, you pay 100 bucks and then you get to learn how to yeah, make something. True. That's a great thing. Yeah, I but I guess the thing is like if you if you do stuff on Etsy, like if you like make little matchstick houses, <laughs> all you really need to do is register like a business name and then you just sell on Etsy. But if you're making food, you got to get like a, you know, food, food handling certificate yeah. and you got to, you know, have the, I think the the council has to come around and like check out your kitchen to make sure it's safe and you yes. got to get this and that and it's money and it's like for fuck's sake. I don't know if I have anything that I, I guess maybe it'd be something to do with dogs. I'd like oh, a dog dogs. walker. Dog walker, yeah, I'd totally yeah. like to be a dog walker. It's popular around here. I, see some, I would love to work in doggy daycare, although I oh, have some yes. issues with the business model. Not the business model, but like the actual. What about as a premise. dog groomer? No, you have to know how to do stuff. You have to know <laughs> how to, like, that has to be, you have to study, like, not study, but like, you have to go and learn how to groom dogs. I'm talking about something that I could do without having to learn any additional skills. Hmm. I can walk and I can hold a leash. I guess I should be a dog. <laughs> I also am obsessed with dogs and, like, I would love to. I wish there was, like, a career opportunity for me with animals that didn't involve having to learn to go to uni for yeah. five or seven years hmm. or whatever. Um, because it's either that or, yeah, dog grooming, dog walking, doggy daycare, and they don't get paid very much. So, you yeah. know. You know what I'd, I'd love to do actually on the side now. is mm-hmm. like review. Like I'd love to be like a buffet reviewer or something. A buffet reviewer? Wouldn't that be cool? And like you That'd just go around cool. to different buffets and review Lots the of buffets are shit though. I've literally yeah. been to a buffet that was no- well known in the town. It was in um, Port Macquarie, so country town, yep. um, where I had my first job and it was – colloquially known amongst the townsfolk as the chew and mm. spew. 
Like, Ugh. but people went. I went when someone said to me, "Oh yeah, the chew and spew down at whatever the fucking club was called." I went, "Sweet, I'm going. That sounds great." Yeah, I, I want to be that guy that you know how like fancy restaurants they get the reviewer in. They're like, "Shit, the reviewer's in. We've mm. got to make sure this is good." I want to be that, but for buffets, oh, Matt you know, Preston. you go and you're like, "Oh, the Matt yeah, Preston I want to be the Matt buffets. Preston of buffets." You put a, a cravat on. I think you could pass as Matt Preston and shave your, shave oh, your yeah. facial hair. You could definitely pass as Matt Preston. You reckon? I don't have the voice. I, I don't really have the oh. chin either. I started. I went back and watched the first season of MasterChef recently. Um, oh, yeah. Which I was, missed the judges. Controversial, but I missed the original yeah, judges. Yeah, no. I what At first I didn't. I thought, oh, these three are great, but I find them just, I don't know. I still love Mel, though. She's the most classy, sophisticated, oh, I like gorgeous them. woman I like I've the new ever judges. seen in Don't my get life. me wrong, but I miss the old judges. They were just had yeah. so much charisma. Matt, the way except Matt for Preston. Gary. Gary didn't really have a lot of charisma. No, oh, no, I Gary had a place. Gary, I feel like found his groove. Um, no, Gary was the boring one. Uh, George annoyed me because he always said elegant instead of elegant. I was just George. Like, George annoyed me because he kept kind of all he ever did was like rock back and forth, like a yeah. Like a he was like a little head, gremlin, like- <laughs> and he was little. Yeah, yeah, he was a little gremlin. But Matt, it was weird when you watch Matt eat, he just eats so great. It's like yeah. He, like, would put it into his mouth really quickly, but it wasn't messy or gross or anything. He would just, like, quickly stick the fork in his mouth and then he'd, like, sit and, like, mull over it. You could see the yeah, cogs turning. Yeah, if you work on MasterChef, you've got to you've got to perfect the, um, the, taste. The, the food poker face, like the... This is an audio medium, don't forget. Like, no one can see you. <laughs> You're just... Franco and I can see you and go, oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just got to like the poker face, the food poker face, so that you don't give anything away. Yeah. It's a poker face as well, because in TV land, the food's cold Suspense. when you're eating it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you got to pretend it's hot. Yeah. It's, 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 has, it's actually been enjoyable. sitting there for like 10 hours. And like you're like, they don't pretend Ugh. anymore, though, because they make comments now where it's like, oh, at least it'll be hot this time when we're eating it if they're doing like a service challenge or whatever. People who don't watch MasterChef would find this boring. So I think we should stop talking about it. But, um, yeah, oh, I feel like a food side hustle, a, 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 being a restaurant review would be great. I'd love to do that. I'd love to be a travel writer. You just go on oh, holiday, too. write That'd about it, make money. I, uh, maybe I could be a travel buffet writer. Oh, go to all the hotels. I'm excited because I'm going away yeah. in, in a couple of weeks and we've got one night at a place with a hotel breakfast buffet and I'm really, really excited to eat it. I can't wait. It's my favourite part of going away. away. But f- flights are so expensive at the moment. I don't know if it's just here. I'm only travelling domestically. Oh, uh, yeah. It's expensive though? It was, yeah, look, it wasn't cheap on, on and I, we're flying Jetstar. We're not flying yeah. anything cushy. Um, I think it was 800 return for the both of us. So 400 bucks each mm. return airfares to Cairns from Sydney. Yeah, it was okay. a three and a half hour flight. Like it's not a short flight, but it's not, you know, I don't know. It seems all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, Ronnie, I think, I think Jax's advice was the way to go. Think about what, why you got into it in the first place. There'll be some sort of natural way you can go and maybe get your groove back and then get back into TV afterwards. Let us know how you go. Actually, hit us up. Let us know what you've been working yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know what you do. Yeah. Do you work in news? Do you work for TV shows? Are you doing like reality TV? Pay must be good. Maybe I should head on out to London. London. Too hot. know climate change has gotten bad when someone's saying about London it's too hot. Right. Because London and England is notoriously cold and shit and now I'm going, oh, don't move to London, it's too hot. Too hot. Yeah. What is the world I, coming to? I mean, to? define too hot though, it's, it was it was 40 degrees, like that's, that's, that's hot. A hot, but it's... That's hot. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's, it's not. It's hot if you've lived in London your whole life. That's yeah. my thing. When people were like, oh, these fucking piss poor Londoners, da da da, or British, British people, whatever. It wasn't just London that got hit by the heat wave. This this was the analogy I used. If we we're in Sydney and they were like, it's gonna be one degree today all day, people would <laughs> freak out. People would yeah. be fucking f- like Not in Melbourne. Well, yeah, no, even Melbourne in- would be used to it. It'd be kind of like <laughs> if if Sydney hit fifty degrees 
because yeah. it's like a milestone kind that's of. like, you know, not super far from what we've had it's in some days in the past, but mm. it's really hot. Like yeah. Hotter than you've ever experienced. It reminds me of because the, they can't, like, all the trains got cancelled, the trains, like, the railroad, railway tracks caught on fire, the roads caught on fire. Reminds me of um, when I first moved to Sydney, the Central Coast, um, only a few months after I got there, there was this huge storm, big, big, big storm, mm. and everything. And I came from Melbourne, right, where it storms and flooding happens like every other day. And Sydney, they have like this big storm and a little bit of flooding and there's like everything's cancelled, school's cancelled, <laughs> work's cancelled, nobody go in, there's boats on the railroad tracks. And it's like, what? I was like, what's going on? Like the, the freeways are closed and I was like, what is going on here? Well, you don't notice this stuff, but like a city like Melbourne is just built for that. <laughs> it's built to withstand it and some cities just are not. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I don't think Melbourne ever had any flooding while I was there. But to be fair, Sydney's had some really bad flooding the last six months. That's unpro- yeah. almost well, yeah, unprecedented. Yeah, that's been pretty bad. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know if that example flies anymore. Sydney's big on we, – we get storms, though, in Sydney. Sydney's a stormy yeah, place. Yeah, but this one was like a, I don't know, a big one, and it was just like everything was cancelled. I just can't stand now that I've lived in Melbourne for three years and I'm used to like, you know, winter kicking in early and lasting ages and it being like cold, cold every day. Like you never – if it's 18 degrees, you go, fuck me, it's warm today, in the, yeah, you know, know, 18 in the middle of winter. And, oh, God, I just can't stand the dumb Sydney-siders who are just like, oh, my God, it's so cold and it's 19 degrees. I'm like, shut up. Like, just stop yeah. it. You don't know. Yeah, I know. That's what, that's what I was like when I moved to Sydney and it was, it'd be 19 degrees. They'd be like, oh, boy, it's bloody cold wearing their jackets. I'd be like, what are you talking about? And <laughs> I'm in shorts. Spring. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is beautiful, mate. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're still here, Thanks, well Franco, done. for joining for about four minutes. Oh, Appreciate you're welcome. your time. Um as always, hit us up if you have a question. We love to hear from you. Or if you have Let feedback. Let us know how you go. If you have a complaint. Oh, a complaint and you want oh, to I'd say. I'd love some complaints actually. Yeah, we always say this but no one ever sends us complaints. Um, oh, so we must be doing a good job then. Yeah. Um, also, why don't you leave us a review or subscribe. Um, like, comment and subscribe. Maybe we should start a YouTube channel. Do people still do that? Franco, you would know. Is that too. still a thing, Franco, do people YouTube? still do YouTube? Uh, we can try to start a YouTube channel. I don't think it'll go. I feel like it's TikTok though. People vlog on TikTok and stuff now. Like, here's the thing: people, yeah, people get started on TikTok and find Mm. their fame and find their followers on TikTok, and then they go to YouTube when they decide they want money. Yeah, right. Which is what we want. Will actually pay you if you are already successful. Actually, I got a I got a message on Reddit today. Actually, of all things. Yeah. What do you mean a message? From who? Like a chat and it was from someone saying, oh, hi, um, I run this microphone company. How would you like if we sent you a microphone (gasps) to review and post a review on Reddit? And I was like, I'm becoming Reddit famous. Okay, so you're you're obviously (laughs) posting a lot in audio groups on Reddit. I didn't think I was posting a lot. (laughs) Did you look up the brand? Is it a decent brand or is it shit? Um, well, I'll save my judgment till I get my review microphone. Maybe we'll do a little review on here. So you actually, you said yes. I said here's where you can reach me. Jax is an influencer. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a Reddit, Reddit influencer now. That's amazing. That's awesome. I'm going to be a Reddit influencer. Hey, this might, this might be, my, this might be our, our little start. We might, I might post it on TikTok, my little review, and then who knows? <laughs> yep. We're just going to become a, a microphone podcast now and just yeah. chat about. Why not? How boring! Oh if next week, if next week I suddenly show I do this fully because I'm using the other microphone. <laughs> oh dear! Well, have a good week, guys. Lovely to see you both. Lovely to see yeah, you. Good seeing you. For uh, yeah. Good seeing Thanks, you. Jeff Franco, Duranko, Franco for joining us. We appreciate it too. And uh, see uh, you next week. Maybe. See y'all. May- oh no, maybe. Frank. No, we'll, we'll see. see a li- we'll li- oh, no, we won't see anyone next week. Which is that's just- why I said I was talking to Franco. Maybe oh. we'll see you next week. Maybe, Maybe we will. We'll see Hopefully how we'll see your listen, our listeners next week. I don't know. Let's Shut go. Up. See ya. Oh, Bye. Yeah, let's get out of here. Bye. <laughs>
It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.